listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. Tanner, great to be here with you. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Just uh, kind of counting down the days for the NBA playoffs to get started here. Not too far, my man. Not too many days to count. What, I think like two or three games left in the regular season, I believe, as of right yeah. now. So. Okay. Tons to talk about. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. I know it's a little early to next week's, though, because even more is going to be on next week's podcast as far as the NBA goes. As far as today, though, I feel like we got to start out with the NBA's play in tournament. As of right now, the Lakers would be playing the Warriors in that seven and eight matchup. Let's break down what we could see in that game. Also, an overall preview of that play in tournament. Then, Tanner and I have talked about this a couple of times as far as the NBA's contenders. You know, a, a lot of question marks on those contenders as of right now. So we want to talk about some of the dark horse contenders this year. Some teams, some people are kind of counting out as of right now. But Tanner and I believe, hey, I think they could end up winning it all this year. Some dark horse contenders. And then to wrap up the show, we're going to talk about the uh, hot topic in NBA media this week is – Chris Paul, an MVP candidate. I mean, Casey, you're going to give our opinions on whether or not we think he is. Stay tuned to the end to find out. Man, I feel like everybody has I – don't, I don't know if it's about a different opinion, but an opinion, you know, on the Chris Paul thing for sure. He should be the MVP. I for sure have an opinion. Okay, yeah, I, I for sure do as well. I'm looking forward to talking about that. Stick around until the end of the show, guys. But like we said, let's start out with the NBA's play in – tournament tanner two to three games left in the regular season as of right now play in tournament starts may 18th looking like the warriors and the lakers will be matching up in the first game of the play in tournament what are your thoughts you know i i know you you really haven't had a chance to talk a lot about the play in tournament so thoughts about the tournament and thoughts about the possible laker warrior matchup uh, thoughts about the tournament, I love it. I think it's a great idea for the NBA moving forward. I think the more eyes you can get on some of these teams that are going to be in these 7 to 10 range that are maybe teams that are still developing, that have young stars, that maybe don't play on ESPN or TNT every night, I think it's a great idea to see those guys in games that really matter. So I, I, I love the idea of the tournament. And then and that's a big thing, though, not to interrupt you, but like, you know, NBA regular season, where's the urgency? This brings the urgency, you know what I mean? To the end of the regular season, you got to win or you have a, a much harder chance or at least a little bit of a harder chance to make the playoffs. Right. So I agree with you 100 percent. What about the matchup? Yeah. And then when you have the Lakers and the Warriors, what is there not to like? You have LeBron James against his arch rival, Steph Curry. 
Like he played in four rival. years ago in the four years in a row in the finals. That is his arch rival. I would say it's, he's probably his arch rival, right? Yeah. Two I, the, I think with our generation of fans, we're tw- like early twenties. I think those are the two most popular players of people our age. I think they. I think that's more than the KD LeBron. To be honest, with yeah. You. I, yeah, I, I think Steph, yeah. I rank Steph. I don't know if I rank him. That's a conversation for a completely other day where you rank Steph, where you rank KD. But I, I think you're right. The KD. Yeah, I think they're the two most popular players of our generation, at least. Yeah, for sure. But I, I'm there with you. They're definitely rivals, it seems like, all, the, all those finals appearances. And to see them both face off now in the Western Conference play in tournament after seeing yeah, them. What is, are you like, not entertained? Are you not entertained? That's completely it. And like for LeBron to say that guy should be getting fired or anything like that. You know, I, on the contrary, believe that man will be getting a nice pay bump. uh, If the Lakers end up playing the Warriors, I think that those ratings are going to outrate a jazz warriors or a jazz Grizzlies. You know what I mean? Or, or even a Mm -hmm. son's, a son's Lakers. I'm sure they will. You know what I mean? Like, Golden State, maybe not Suns-Lakers, but even Suns-Lakers. You know what I mean? You, you take the best game from the Suns-Lakers versus that one game. I bet the ratings are higher in Golden State-LA than, than Phoenix-LA. That's how big these two names are, I think. At least yeah. I, I, yeah. Think. I mean, it's possible. I, I don't know exactly. It all depends on kind of the days they're on. The playing yeah. games are on a Tuesday, and the, the other games could be – on yeah you're right, right. i'm just saying i think i think i think this is must see tv in comparison to donovan mitchell and and you know john morant potentially you know we're getting lebron james like you said and steph curry to our tribals la as of right now those of you not knowing la is sitting at the number seven seed as of right now and the warriors tied with memphis as of right now tied with memphis they're playing uh, Phoenix, as me and Tanner are recording this podcast, quite actually, so record could look different after after this. Uh, they could be below. They could be sitting at number nine uh, a- after we record this podcast for a winner. But as of now, Warriors at eight, LA's at seven, uh, Memphis right behind. So yeah, that would be the first game in the play-in tournament. And looking at, you know, looking at the matchup, I think that is the best game in 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 the first round of the playoffs. No doubt, the best game in the play-in tournament. Warriors in their last 17 games, Tanner, 12 and 5. In their last 17 games, 12 and 5. They ranked the sixth best defensive overall defensive rated team in the NBA as well. That's that's all season long, I should say, not even the past 17 games. Just just uh just just the, uh, the entire season. I'm so sorry. They're ranked top, almost top five defensively, seven or twelve and five in the last 17 games. I'm feeling probably better than most about this Golden State Warrior team heading into the play. And I think they have a real shot at, at even winning the game against Los Angeles. I know people are counting them out. If LeBron's healthy, if AD's healthy, they're going to win. Yeah, I got you. All I'm saying is one team is on fire and the other has been inconsistent, shaky. In the freezer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that that is a little farther than I would say, but exa- that's a one way to say it exactly, in the freezer. So one team's hot, one team's cold. I'm not counting out the Golden State in this matchup whatsoever. Yeah, in one game, anything can happen. It's one game too, right? One game. Yeah, and who's to, I mean, LeBron is still out. He didn't play against the Knicks. Yeah. Where he's not playing against the Knicks, you know, like he's – 
is that a scared of Julius Randle or is that? I think he. I don't think that's it. I think he's not healthy. And when is he going to be? Now he's not healthy. I don't think so. And that's the biggest question for this Laker team. You know, for 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 the uh, for the Warriors, obviously, it's just you know how far is Steph going to take you? For the Lakers, it's you know. Who's going to be on the court? Is is LeBron James going to be healthy? What are we going to be getting from LeBron? And, you know, Anthony Davis has, has had, I think, his two best games of the year, his past two showings against, what, uh, beating beating Phoenix and then beating uh, before them. No, losing to Portland, he still had a pretty good game, though. So losing to Portland, beating Phoenix, two of his best games he's had all year long, uh, dropping over 36 points, I believe, in both of those games. So his two best games all year long, it's what you want to see if you're a Laker fan. Anthony Davis heading on that right path, you know, starting to look like what he was in last year's playoffs, which is, of course, what this Laker team's going to need if they want a chance to even get out of the play-in tournament. Again, it's, it's a, it's a one-game scenario, two-game scenario, two bad games. Despite your record, you're not in the postseason. So I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen for the Lakers. They're definitely going to be either the seventh or the eighth seed, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not saying it's a, it's an all-out for sure that they are going to beat the Warriors and be the number seven seed. But again, Anthony Davis heading on the right path. LeBron James should be returning at some point this week. I think in their next game, he's, he's set to return against the Rockets, I believe. So yeah, that's what the report says as of right now. I mean, that's what the report said last game too, though, you yeah. know, for the Knicks. So who knows when he's really going to be playing. That's the thing, though, Tanner. Can the Lakers, you know, get out of the first round even, you know, with a, with a, let's say. Yeah, because let's say they beat Golden State, which is pr- likely. Most most people would say is the most it's likely. likely. Yes, for sure. So they're the 17. They play Phoenix. Yeah. Are they favored in that series? Like, <laughs> I think it goes six games. Yeah. At the very I least. Mean, they're probably favored, but. They're tough, and we're, we're going to talk more about Phoenix and Chris Paul, obviously, a little bit later, but they're a solid roster, you know, top to bottom. But the only thing is, like, do you have a guy to guard LeBron James if LeBron is himself? LeBron, you know, might even not even be. They do have, they have a, they have a uh, Jay Crowder, a Tory Craig, a couple of bodies at the very least they can swip out. And no one's a LeBron stopper at the very least, but they do have a couple of gritty defenders to throw at him in comparison to like a Utah jazz team, right. That has like Bob Donovich guarding LeBron. So like, so they, they definitely have a better matchup for, for a guy in LeBron, but no doubt, you know, LeBron's health is still the overwhelming factor in any playoff series. But like you said, is, is LA favored to win the series against Phoenix? I really, I feel like that those betting odds are going to be almost like a deadlock because LA is number seven, Phoenix number two. Then they're going to people are going to you know appreciate, take for granted, or, or at least you know talk about what Phoenix has done up until this point. Talk about what LA could potentially do if they're healthy. So I think those two factors could end up evening the the odds out a little bit. But I'm definitely taking the Lakers over Phoenix in a seven game series if if LeBron James is on the court. Yeah, I mean, as long as LeBron James is LeBron James. It hasn't be- been, though. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing. His two games that he played since coming back from injury, like 17 points. Obviously, he got like the 7-8 assists, but like 17-8-8, and 17-7-8, as you know. Those are roll out of bed numbers for that guy. That those aren't any sort of yeah. numbers for LeBron. Those are like kind of like not bad, but like, dude, 
16 points? Like, what are you doing? Like, just oh, shooting James. up threes? You know what I mean? Living on the perimeter? That's That was you maybe earlier in the year when you were shooting over 40% from three. As of recently, though, LeBron, nah. You know, you're not that that marksman from outside. And that's telling us he's not trusting that ankle. He's not driving to the hoop, which he's the best at doing. Which is basically, hey, the Lakers don't – they're not at full capacity. So, it's so tough. And that that's the biggest reason. If, if they uh, uh, face off against the Warriors in that 7-8 matchup, I might be taking the Warriors to upset them. It really depends, I think, on the, this these last two, three games. Yeah, I'm going to be tuned in heavily to what LeBron James looks like in these next couple games for the Lakers. Like, like who can get the momentum rolling? A- AD's played really good the past couple of games. We, Steph just dropped 49 and then 36 with a game-winning three against Utah. You know, So we're seeing Steph is on fire. Draymond's playing some really good basketball recently as well. And like, like I said, Anthony Davis is also, but LeBron James, what, what are we going to see from him when he's on there? Is the Andre Drummond fit a concern still? Because I, I still have some concerns over the Andre Drummond fit. AD stats, he did I, – I, I'm not sure. Did you watch I, – I wasn't really watching the games that Anthony Davis went off in comparison to where, like, if Anthony Davis was in – or sorry, sorry. If Andre Drummond was in, in comparison to Marcus Saul, because I know Marcus Saul and AD. Yeah, I, I saw better. most of the talk on social media from people that I trust with basketball were saying yeah. that Lakers look significantly better with Marcus Saul on the floor than they do with Andre Drummond. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, like he spreads the floor, can go sit at the three-point arc as well, and then defensively, he's been stepping it up as of recently defensively as well. So that's something to keep your eye on, the big signing of Drummond really not working out alongside AD, alongside LeBron. Keep your, uh, Dennis Schroeder missing the last week and a half or so will continue to miss games until the playoffs if they make the playoffs. Um, with, with health and safety protocols as well. So no point guard last couple of weeks, no LeBron James not fitting with AD. It's looking worse than better. But Tanner, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Every year it's this way with LeBron, it feels like. You know, like like, yeah. like uh, with, with, with the Cavs. People start counting them out. Yeah, because they start losing. Like they looking at their past, uh, his, his past five finals teams. I don't have the set with me right now. I, I had it just a couple of shows ago. All, or I think it was all his, his last eight, but we'll just look at it his last five. All of them had losing records the last five games of the regular season. Every single one of them. And for some of them, they, they ended up obviously winning the championship. So it's definitely not something, even last year, even last year, they, they had a losing record going into the playoffs. So the last couple of games, obviously. So this is a trend for LeBron, you know, and I don't want to fall in, into the trap yet again, just to be, oh, they're not going to do it. You know, they're losing the last three games in May. They're not going to win the title which we've done time and time again just to be proven wrong. So I'm not going to do that yet again this year. This is just another day at the office, I think, for LeBron losing at the end of the regular season, you know? Yeah, and we'll have our, like, real playoff predictions next week. Yeah, next week is going to be packed. Next week of playoff predictions, uh, NBA M- MVP awards, you know, sixth man of the year, the entire regular season awards are going to be next week as well. So uh, make sure you guys stick around and listen next week as well. going to be even more of a packed show. But, Tanner, let's continue talking about this play-in tournament a little bit because there are some other 
you know, pretty, pretty good matchups in this thing. The Celtics are one team to keep your eye on. No Jalen Brown for the remainder of the regular season. Yep, torn, torn ligament, ligament in his wrist. In his wrist, right? Like, ouch. First off, torn ligament in your wrist. <laughs> Second off, you got to think that they're, I didn't think they had any title chances either way, but, you know, playoff hopes, right? Really yeah, got to come down after that, right? They're gone. Gone. So are they making the playoff or, or will they might be a little, a little premature of a question, but Celtics Hornets, they're the matchup as of right now in, in the seven, eight spot out East. Do you think the Celtics get by and make the playoffs? I, I don't. I mean, if we're going to say who we think are going to be winning these playing games in the East, I, I'm Charlotte over them. They got Lonzo. I mean, Lamelo ball back. Yeah. And, They've been balling ever since. And then you got Washington also, who's a tough team with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, who just broke the all-time record for triple doubles. Absolutely insane, dude. Absolutely insane. Props to him. The amount of hate that that guy gets has gotten, even from me in the past years, this year, none of that coming from me at all. Nothing but praise and respect. Insane, dude. Absolutely insane. 182, I think. 182. Absolutely crazy, dude. The fact that, and like, I saw videos of like just like years ago, 10 years ago, people people talking about the record and being like, oh, that's that's impossible. No one can possibly pass, you know, 182 triple doubles. And he's still, you know, he's obviously got, you know, a lot, a lot ahead of him and, and just, just passed him like I mean, that. Obviously. Yeah, for like what three or four years, I think. Yeah. Four, yeah. four, four years, four I think. Years, yeah, yeah, four to the last five years, and so they're facing off against the Pacers in the nine and ten matchup. And Tanner, let me tell you why you definitely want to pick Washington. Okay, so they've played three games this year. Washington and the, and the Pacers have. Uh, the Wizards are three and zero. Okay, three and zero. Russell Westbrook averages twenty seven, eighteen, and twenty. <laughs> against the Pacers this year. He averages 27, 18 rebounds, and 20 assists 20. in three in three games against the Pacers. He averages 27, 18, and 20. 20 assists. 20 assists. Yeah, 20 assists, 19 or 18 rebounds, 27 points. How it's the Pacers in three games this year? No, I don't understand. Every I don't know I, how. Every time it, I see a Russell Westbrook stat line, I'm like, I'm living in a simulation. I don't know how. It's that's, how? that's not possible. The stat lines don't make sense. And people want to say it's video game. No, guys, I play these video games. This doesn't even happen in video games. This is unvideo game like. This could only happen in real life because. Like, like I said, I, I, I'm an avid 2K player. I have never gotten 27, 18, and 20 in a single game of my NBA 2K career, which goes back quite Maybe a bit. if you are, like, playing on rookie and you got the sliders down. And you're playing 12-minute quarters. No reach-in fouls. Like, 12-minute quarters. You're stealing the ball. Rookie. Your your Russ or your Wilt, you know what I mean. You're someone like that, absolutely insane. So yes, that's why Tanner, you we are both. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lock your your pick in for you. Yeah, you're right. We're both picking the Wizards over the Pacers this uh, in, in the play-in tournament. 
27, 18, and 20. Absolutely insane. Let's go back to the Celtic matchup really quickly before we talk about the dark horse. They did acquire Fournier at the trading deadline for an extra scoring boost off the bench. So keep your eyes on that. He's possible to go off in a one-game scenario. I've seen it. I've also seen him not make a single shot in, in, in a, a single game scenario as well. So he's very hit or miss, very hot and cold. See if he's in the lineup. Kemba Walker as well, hit or miss, hot and cold. On a hot night, though, you don't want to be guarding him. You don't want the ball in his hands late in the ball game as well. So veteran, you know, leadership wise, all star wise, I'm going with. I'm I'm picking Boston despite no Jalen Brown. I'm taking the Boston Celtics over the Hornets in that in that game. That's why I want to go back to it real quick. I, I all right, so. So we disagree on that one. Disagree game. on that one. We agree on the Wizards. Uh, I'm taking as of right now. I think the Lakers are the more likely team, right? Lakers are more likely to beat the Warriors, but oh, I'm not. Wait, are you taking the Wizards over Charlotte as well? Oh, because then they would play, wouldn't they? Yeah. 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 So for me, out east, I'm taking Celtics and Wizards to make seven and eight spots out east. Okay. I'm taking Charlotte and. Wizards. Okay, so we both got Wizards at eight. You got Hornets at seven. I got Boston at seven. Um, and then out out west, I have my 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 most my most realistic thought. You know, don't do it. I I, I want to say it so bad, but I'm gonna have a little bit of self control. I don't think the Warriors are un are, are uh, totally beatable in in that play in tournament. Don't don't write them off. Um, but I think the most likely scenario, LA wins that game. LA is the seventh seed. Golden State then plays the winner of Spurs and Memphis, which I am taking Memphis to win that Me game. Too. And then I'm taking the Warriors to beat Memphis for the eighth spot. Me as well. Okay. So we both have Lakers, Warriors. Yep. And then so um, I got Celtics. Yeah. Celtics and Hornets, right? I like it though. I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, unheard of or, you know, not possible for the same thing for Charlotte, but I like Jason Tatum. Kemba Walker, Marcus Smart, more than the rookie young team that is in Charlotte. I just kind of don't like the energy that I see with Boston. Did they beat I, the Heat tonight? I don't think so. I don't know. That's kind of a I, I believe they are because they're three games back of the Heat now. Oh, so they must have lost. Yeah. Man, they lose again. That's yeah, tough. they lost. They did lose. That's tough. I'm saying I, I would definitely take Miami over Boston. I could say I could I could tell you that yeah. right now. Okay, but but I'm taking so we, so I'm taking uh, Memphis over Spurs too. We do want to mention this though. It's it's possible the Warriors don't play the Lakers and they drop to the nine seed and then mm-hmm. they play the Spurs and Memphis plays the Lakers. So that that is a very possible option. Obviously, in that scenario, I think we both have the same picks. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're both still thinking yeah. LA. And it's also possible that uh, Indy moves up to eight and Charlotte drops to nine. Oh, I'd be then I'm definitely taking the Celtics in that game. Yeah, I would as well if they play Indianapolis. It's so interesting, man. I love the play in tournament. It brings urgency yeah, like to the it. end of the regular season. I love it. Let's move on and talk about some of the dark horse contenders. Again, I I, I talked about a lot a lot of questions as of right now on those you know top contending teams the lakers have it have their injuries what's lebron gonna be like the nets their big three seven total games played together the sixers right who's gonna be on the court you know is joel Embiid gonna be playing so many questions so tanner as far as underdog teams dark horse contending teams 
What's the first one to come to mind for you? I think the first one that comes to mind for me, we're talking about. Don't say it. <laughs> I know what you're going to say right now. I know you're going to go ahead. I'm going to say the Milwaukee Bucks. I knew it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, it, they're not a team that most people are considering a chance to win the championship. They're not the Lakers. They're not Brooklyn. They're not even Philly, you know, no, like yeah. more, more people are higher on Philly than they are in Milwaukee, but for sure. I, I don't know. I, I like Milwaukee's chances. I think they have a good, I mean, they're going to probably end up matching up against the heat in the first round. How do you, hey, nightmares? Uh, <laughs> you giving you any uh, nightmares? Like, what are you, what are you thinking about you that, man? I think I think Milwaukee would win. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks for yeah. sure. I'm yeah. definitely not saying, oh, they're gonna do a repeat of last year. No, I'm not. I'm not there. But it's definitely like a in the back of your head, right? Like it's definitely a possibility that that the same and then, thing. And then they would probably play Brooklyn in the second round. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. And in at the that round. point, they are the team we kind of talked about it last week that I think matches up the best defensively yeah. against Brooklyn. Definitely. Which still isn't good, but it's better than everybody else. So definitely I, I, better. I would pick I would pick Brooklyn in that uh matchup. Match they yeah. have two MVPs. They have the best scoring player ever, probably, on their team. So it'd be pretty hard for me not to like pick logically. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hard. Like, like your gut, your your fanboy, and you can only go so far, you know, to beat logic, right? So, but, but I think they have a better chance than anyone in the East does against Brooklyn. Against Brooklyn, I think, I think you know what, Tanner, I think you just might be onto something because the Bucks were one of the teams I wrote down as well. <laughs> I think they match up. I've been very critical, but again, I I do believe in giving praise where it's due. They've been, as far as matching up defensively, one of the best teams that I've seen matching up against Brooklyn. We saw them beat them two consecutive times not too long ago as well. I know no James Harden in either one of those games, but but still, they, they were the dominant team in both of those games when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving played the majority of those games as well. So that's one factor going for them. Uh, they, they, they're more versatile. They've been together. What I think their big three has played over 45 games together in comparison to seven games for the net. So all yeah. the things are going. Milwaukee forward. has played more games together than any other contending core in the NBA. Oh, 100%. Only other one could be Phoenix. If you want to throw Phoenix in there, cause they've been playing together all year long mm-hmm. as well, but not LA, uh, maybe the Clippers, but the Clippers have, you know, they, they're in and out of the lineup constantly as well. So, yeah, I would definitely say like like uh, chemistry wise, as far as playing together, familiarity, the Bucks have that car, right? They they definitely do, and they are one of my teams. What about the other team? The team I usually say is in the basement in Los <laughs> Angeles, the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Because I think yeah, they I mean, match I think up the really Clippers good. Clippers are my West Coast. Oh, so, my, okay, cool. West uh, dark horse. I know they're the three seed, and they. Are they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, so it's kind of hard to call them a dark horse. They're team. a dark horse, though. They're a but dark horse. I don't think they're the favorite in that Western Conference for sure. In no way. But I think that no I think the Western Conference is so wide open. Like Phoenix, so Phoenix, Clippers, and Utah. I think the three of those teams match up with each other so well that like 
those three teams, I think those are very similar. And I could see the Clippers losing to a Jazz, Clippers losing to a Phoenix. But I could also, like you say, because of you know Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the Rondo trade has been huge for my opinion on them as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Demarcus Cousins has been pretty solid off the bench for them also. So all those things going into, you know, all, all those things taken into consideration, and they match up pretty well like i said with phoenix they match up pretty well with utah with, with the lakers only thing is you know what are you going to do with anthony davis down low but, but as far as guarding lebron james and depth wise they match up with the lakers decently well they also match up decently well with the team on the other side the brooklyn nets defensively and then matching them offensively as well so i think they yeah. match up with like the most amount of teams the Clippers, you know what I mean? They match. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I think they have, I think that's because they're the most diverse defensively team. But here's the knock. Here's the knock. But they don't have, they don't have like a true rim protector. Oh, that's number one. No true rim protector, number one. No matter what DeMarcus Cousins or if it's the Zupas is, they're not Anthony Davis or Andre Drummond. I can tell you that confidently. Um, so, they, they did the cousins somewhat address that, I think, but again, no real in comparison defensively for AD or Drummond down low for sure. But the, right after that, they're a bottom five team, Tanner, bottom five uh, in points and field goal percentage in the clutch, in the clutch. So in, in, in times where the game is that's playoff P for you though. That's my thing. That's that, that's, that's pandemic P for me, though, right? That, that's that's why I'm so low on this team. What are we going to be getting at the biggest stage when the lights are at their brightest? Because what I'm seeing when, when the lights are at their brightest on the big stage, you're a bottom five team. And you, you know some of the other teams in, in, in that category? Uh, the Magic, uh, the Cavaliers. Um, what's another team? The Rockets. Okay, some of these – bottom bottom <laughs> teams and then the clippers and it's like oh one of those teams doesn't quite fit in so that's the biggest knock they're a bottom five team in the clutch points and and field goal percentage wise what are we going to be getting from paul george that's also why they brought in rondo right to put them in the spots less less on ball more off ball for Kawhi, you know or less leadership for Kawhi as well obviously so all these things factoring in i like them they're not a favorite, but they're a dark horse for sure. And they're my dark horse out West as well. So Tanner, we have the same dark horse out East and out West guys. We did not plan this whatsoever. What about real quick on Philly, real quick on Philly, or, or sorry, Philly, uh, uh, Milwaukee. I'm sorry. Cause I do have, I do have a little bit of praise coming for, for your Milwaukee bucks real quick. Tanner, like you said, they're, they're as far as in comparison to Philly in the nets, they're five and one this year. Five and one. They've only lost yeah. once to Philly and the Nets combined. Five yeah. and one. No, that's solid, man. They, they play well in big games. And that's the, kind of the opposite of what they were last year. Or, or, or I, I don't want to say opposite. Similar. They were really good in the regular season, but they were blowing teams out. Any, like, they were blowing teams out yeah, the entire time last year. There were no close games. Game. Exactly. No close games. And in, in, in comparison to this year, it seems like they're starting – to win those tough close games. So I'm, I'm getting more and more sold on your Bucks team, five and one in the regular season. I'm very similar though to the Clippers and the Bucks. What am I going to be getting in the postseason? You know, when it matters most. That's my biggest question on both teams. But I think both teams are contenders. Do you have any other dark horse? 
teams in the first round. I def I don't necessarily think this team could go all the way just because of you know they're young, don't have the firepower quite yet. But Dallas, the Mavericks in the first round, is the team to watch upset wise. Besides the Warriors, because the Warriors do have the season series with the Jazz if they end up facing off. We'll talk about that next week, guys. Either way, though, Mavericks they they're the five seed. Uh, Denver is the four seed, so it'd be it'd be Denver and Dallas, and I think that is a winnable series for the Mavericks and for Luka Doncic. Yeah, but the I, I think Dallas beats Denver, but Dallas doesn't beat the Clippers if they. Have See, to that's play. so interesting because they played last year and it went six games last year, and Luka was kind of banged up, and I would say they've maybe and Kristaps was. Did yeah, Chris Ops, he played. He played a game and a half. Yes. You know what I mean? But he he might not even play now. You yeah. Know I mean? Who know? Who knows? He's, so I'm kind of taking him out of the equation. Also, they might be better without Porzingis. <laughs> Honestly, they really might be. Watch for a Porzingis trade this off season. No lie. Yeah. Keep your eye on that. I really think Dallas will be trying to move Porzingis. Yeah, and there's reports that say they don't get along at all. Yeah, and Chris Stops came out and said, yeah, we get along fine. They don't know what they're talking about. So it's like, okay, Chris Stops, there's a reason people say you guys don't get along. Just just watching you, it seems like you guys don't get along. So watch watch a Chris Stops Porzingis trade. But, Tanner, since the All-Star break, the Mavericks are the best team net net um, net rating-wise. They're the best team since the All-Star break. And record-wise, they're 22-12 and 12 since the All-Star break. They've been on fire at the right time and Luca, I think a top five and I, I would give Luca not not to you know get ahead of where we are going to talk in, in our next segment but I think Luca should be way more deserving in that in that MVP talk in comparison to a guy maybe like a Chris Paul we'll see we'll see but Luca and the Mavs don't sleep on them in the first round right yeah I think the Ma- I would definitely take the Mavericks. I think in a first round series against Denver or, over Denver. I think yeah. I, I I think Denver is the better roster since they have a Porter Jr. with Jokic. Mm-hmm. But I like Luca. I like Luca, and I think Luca scoring is just different than his 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 impact is huge. You know what I mean? And, and late game, he's a guy who I definitely want the ball in his hands. So. I, I think that could be a potential upset, the Mavericks. But as far as East-West big guys, I'm taking Milwaukee out East, Clippers out West for Dark Horse. Yeah, and this is one of the few times I can ever remember in NBA history that I kind of don't know who's going to win a lot of these first-round playoff series. Yeah, the and that's kind of been the big knock. You know, years back. Especially in the West. Round. Yeah, people said the first round isn't competitive. And it's nothing but competitive right now. You know what I mean? Like you said, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of six games. I think we're going to be seeing a couple of even seven game series in this first round. So I'm looking forward to it. It's what a week. I think they start the 22nd, the playoffs do just after that play in tournament title chances for a lot of teams, I think are pretty much wide open this year because again, Lakers, who knows what LeBron's going to be like? They've been injured. The Nets seven games total together. Philly is indeed going to be on the court. Phoenix is so you know young. Utah, did they peak early? I have so many questions. So many questions, more than I do answers. And that I think that is why it's as wide open as ever. Tanner, I say we take a quick break. And when we come back, talk about a guy who I think me and you are pretty opinionated as of right now. We both have something to say. Uh, and that that is obviously regarding a guy in Chris Paul and the award 
of MVP, obviously, right? So I say we take a quick break. When we talk, when we come back, talk all things Chris Paul and the MVP. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Like we said before the break, all things Chris Paul in the second half of the show. We have some opinions to say. We've been rather quiet, I would say, Tanner, up until this point. Like, we really haven't talked all that much about a guy in Chris Paul. We've kind of just been letting it go on in the background. It really, it really wasn't hurtful, but, you know, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone too far, and it is time to talk about it, Tanner. So let's open it with you. You said you're you're, you're fed up. So much talk regarding Chris Paul. What are your thoughts? Is he top five? Is he the MVP? Is this absolutely madness? Where are you on the Chris Paul thing? Yeah, I've been seeing people argue that he is the MVP this season. Like the guy. Yeah. He's not. Nicole Jokic is the MVP. But we can talk about that maybe a little later. Next week. Next week. (laughs) Yeah. But no, Chris Paul isn't the MVP. He's not an MVP candidate. He's not top three. (laughs) Not top five. He's you could you could sell me. That he's number five just because of the difference in this Phoenix team from last year to this year. But he's not top five. He's like 10th. Yeah, he's not top five. Without like naming a bunch of players. He's like roughly 10th for MVP. He might not be higher than Devin Booker. I was going to say, is he the best player on his team, Tanner? I don't even know if he's the best player on his team. I would say he's not the best player on his team. I would it's take cool. right now, it's right cool. now. So I, I ask you, you're you're picking a team, and the next two best players are Devin Booker and Chris Paul. You you, you have your roster filled out up until that point, or they're, they're the only two players available, right? Who are you picking up? Chris Paul, Devin Booker. You, you need a shooting guard and a point guard. You need both for, positions. For going just forward, going for forward. just this year. Oh, just moving forward, like as a franchise. Well, as a franchise, obviously you're taking Devin Booker, but even this year, I think I'm taking this Devin year. This year, I would probably take Chris Paul just for the, the, the twenty five, four and four. I know, but twenty five. They would they would not be forty eight and twenty without 25, 26 points per game from Devin Booker, five assists, five. They they wouldn't be this far. Also, I mean, they, they wouldn't be there without Chris Paul either. It's I, 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 I don't know, man. They wouldn't be 48 and 20, but they would be a top eight team, I want to say. They, they they could be in that playing tournament at number six. You know, they could be lower. They could be have like 35 wins, you know, in comparison or, or like 40 wins in comparison to 48. But Tanner, eight and oh in the bubble last year. Okay, eight and oh in the bubble last year. We saw how, how hot they were last year. Also dating back to last year since the all-star break. I didn't I didn't write down the exact record for some reason, but they had a winning record, Tanner, a positive record since the All-Star, dating all the way back to last February on. They had a winning record. They were 8-0 in the bubble. They were the best team in, in, in the Orlando bubble last year. 
They they went out and signed a Jay Crowder. They traded for Tory Craig. They've had guys like Mikhail Bridges go from eight points per game to 13, 14 points per game. Cam Johnson, a second-year guy, go from eight points to 10 points. Uh, also doing other things defensively and, and, and uh, assist-wise as well. Backup point guard in Cameron Payne doing exactly what he was doing last year. So all, all I'm saying is there are a lot of factors here. And for people just to say, you know, 34 and 38 last year, 48 and 20 this year, it's all because of 16 points and eight assists from Chris Paul. I'm I'm pushing back on that. It is not all because of 16. Chris Paul is not only a stat guy, though. No, it's I know. Not- I know. But how can I'm, all I'm saying is I'm looking at his stats, right? I'm looking at his stats. He's not even top 20 in player e- as far as efficiency, as far as e- player. E- he's not even in the top 20. Jokic is number one in PER. I mean, that's not the number one stat. All I'm saying is looking at the stats, where are the stats? I'm not seeing any MVP stats. All I'm seeing is their team is winning. Their yeah, team the is only winning. argument that you can make is the difference in wins. That's and it. Then- and then that doesn't justify being the MVP. Yeah, what is MVP, right? Is it just wins? Is it just wins? Because if it's just wins, give it to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has the best record, and then he was also and, – and he has better stats. Or like yeah, – Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, right? He's been all year long. He could be the defensive player of the year this year. That's how important, def- you know, how important defense is if, if you're that high on it. Why isn't he the MVP? He has a better record, right? Right. <laughs> I just, I really don't understand just, just because that, that's the only thing in his camp. That is the only thing in his camp. 34 to 38 to, and 39 to 48 and 20, which to his credit, that's a pretty solid increase. That's 15, 14 game increase, and, and the season isn't even over yet. So that is a, a really solid increase. But again, other other factors. Devin Booker having his best career. Obviously, Chris Paul is a big reason why Devin Booker's having he's his best career. He's gonna be an All NBA player. Chris like, Paul. Yeah. You th- he's he's gonna be in one first year. Be, he should be the third team point guard. Third team point guard. He was there last year, I believe, too. I think he was on third team last year. That too. sounds that's, that that sounds right. I put him at third team. It's because Steph Curry's first team. Automatically, yeah. Steph's number Dame. one. Dame, Kyrie, like, like these guys are having. Like, looking at stats, stats do matter. Everybody, as far as making the All NBA team, I, I, reminder: it's not just about wins and what they do on the court does matter. And Kyrie's averaging almost what 27, 28 points per game when he does play. He's been phenomenal all year long. Damian Lillard, he's. I would probably give it to CP3 over Dame because, as of recently, Dame has. I don't know. Dame's deserving on there, too. That's the thing. Like, Steph's number one, and then I would argue Kyrie, Dame, CP3 for those next two spots for sure. But he's not first team. He's not the MVP. Again, I think Devin Booker, he has, he has he's playing alongside not, – not, not that you can't play alongside another all-star, but, again, I think Devin Booker is comparable, like, talent-wise. I, I, I would take Devin Booker today over Chris Paul today that's, that's, that's all i'm saying it's, it's very close and to say that 16 points nine assists and four rebounds is the mvp have we ever had a mvp tanner not average 20 points per game at least 20 uh, points? did steve nash averaged he had to average 20 
I'll look it up. Look it up because that's my thing. That's my thing. 20 points? You can't even get me 20 points and you're the MVP of the league. I'm, I am asking because, like I said, statistics do matter. He's not even top 20. Like I said, and as far as efficiency, he's not even in, in, in top 20 as far as player efficiency goes. Steve Nash never averaged 20 points in a season. So, what were his points? Back. What were his points? His highest one, his highest season is 18.8 points. That was with Phoenix? Yeah, 2005. So, he won the MVP that year. Yeah, 2005, 2006. So, 18 points. What were, the, what were his assists? 11.6. Okay, 18 and 11 is a lot different than 16 and 8. <laughs> okay, that's all I am saying. Those th- those numbers are a lot different. Um, yeah. and if Chris Paul was averaging 18 and 11, was without a doubt the best player on his team, I w- I'm sure, but I don't even think he's the best player on his team. There, there are other additions to the roster um, other than Chris Paul that, that attribute to winning or to more wins. The, the development of McCall Bridges, of Cameron Johnson, addition of Jay Crowder, Torrey Craig. We saw how big Jay Crowder was in that run for Miami last year as well. Don't, don't underrate that either. So, And Monty Williams, up-and-coming coach, I think he also is a factor. I think he could be in the running for coach of the year this year. One of the last things I'll say about Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul is one of the most disrespected players in NBA history. One of the most underrated. Underrated and this for year. Sure. And this year, I feel like he's overrated. Exactly. We, we're, we're going from one extreme to the other extreme again. It's like people sat around and were like, "Oh, we don't respect Chris Paul enough." So let's give him the MVP. Everyone saw this. Everyone saw the stat of the difference in wins, the Chris exactly. Paul effect. And they're like, you know That's what? That's a thing. That's a thing. That, that is why he was an all-star. That's why he'll make NBA third team, second team. You know, that's why that you can't make him the MVP because of all of that. You know what I mean? He, he, he can be an all-star. He can be third team, second team. All yeah, NBA you can be great. And not be the MVP. And not be the MVP. I'm not trying to say Chris Paul isn't a great player. I'm just trying to say he's not the MVP. Yeah, he's, uh, I think we're giving him a decent amount of credit here. Like I said, he's going to be on one of the three All-NBA teams, was an All-Star this year. And people are talking about him as an MVP. I think he's getting, like you said, dinner, if not overhyped this year because of that. But again, it's because of what he did in OKC last year, what he's doing with Phoenix this year, like overachieving. They're doing better than they originally, than they should have, right? And it's because, or the, the biggest factor, no doubt, the biggest factor is Chris Paul. I, I, I don't want to say I'm hating. He is no doubt the biggest factor in their increase this year. He's the biggest factor, he, bigger than Mikhail Bridges and uh, Jay Crowder and Troy Craig. I'm not saying those guys are, are comparable to Chris Paul. All I am saying is other things happened. Their team was improving already. Let's let's take that into consideration. We can we can make him third team, make him an all star. Guys, he's not the MVP. Let me let me look out some other numbers for for a guy. Some people aren't even putting in their top five in the MVP. Okay, thirty one point nine points per game, five assists and five rebounds. He is. I feel 30, like I know. I feel, I feel like I know who stats these are. Thirty. So he's leading the league in scoring. He's at 37, 30 plus point games, 10, 40 plus point games, leads the league in scoring. His team's record when he plays is 35 and 26. Well, a well, a winning record when he does play. They're one and seven, one and seven, Tanner, without him. 
That's a guy in Steph Curry, obviously. So for us to say that that Chris Paul is the MVP and then to knock knock Steph because his team is one in seven without him is absurd to me. Is absurd <laughs> to me. I'm putting Steph top three, and I put Chris Paul maybe at number five. Maybe at number five. He's he's not above Steph. He's not above Giannis. He's not above Joel Embiid. Not above Jokic. Yeah, I think you're right. He's he's number five, man. And I think I think I think we, we both can pretty much agree. I hate to throw the Steph statistic out there for you, but again, how can this guy not even be regarded or you know be, be take him out of the conversation because of team record? Then this guy it's a real Julius like rainbow might be higher on the oh, MVP than Chris Paul. I would say a lot of people have him higher than like Steph Curry. That's, that's my point. Like how can we overhype some of these guys and, and, and just under what, what, what's up? Tie game. Sounds no way. Tie game. Oh, that's it, man. Keep your eye on that ball game. If the Warriors win, they are one game ahead of, uh, of Memphis. Um, also, closer and closer to, to LA at that at that seven spot don't don't rule out not 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 likely if, if LA loses out for the rest it's, it's possible but keep your eye on that game Tanner keep your eye on that Steph. I think I maybe think Chris Paul will do something to impress us and we'll sound like idiots hey it's definitely likely because just a couple of weeks ago I think I was talking about Steph and the Warriors and that was the night they lost but like 50 to Dallas you remember yep. that you remember that so it's happened before don't don't take it too serious or, or you know don't don't beat yourself up on it too much but again guys 16 and 8 cannot be the league mvp i'm just sorry it cannot be and and if he was averaging 18 and 11 like like, like he was and was no doubt the best player on the team then hey th- th- let's give it to him but he's not and there have been other factors going into it uh, Nikola Jokic, right? What, what's those averages? 26, 11, and 8, a steal and a half per game, 45 and 24, fourth in the West, uh, number one in PER, top 10 in points. He's been winning without Jamal Murray, too. That's what an MVP looks like. That is what MVP looks like. Nikola Jokic, don't want to get ahead of ourselves because next week we're talking about it, but come on, guys. Let's, let's, not, let's stop kidding around here and give <laughs> this man his award. Tanner, to wrap up the show, I want to talk about something just just for about five or ten minutes really quickly. ESPN, we love them. We talk about them all the time, right? Their lists. We were a big fan of them. Another list came out by ESPN ranking the NBA's future, the NBA's uh, teams based off their futures. Okay, future power rankings. How are teams going to be? How how are teams going to do over the next three seasons? Let me go over the top 10 really quickly, okay? So Nets at number one, Clippers two, Lakers three, Nuggets four. Okay, 76ers at five, Bucks at six, Knicks at seven, Jazz at eight, Suns at nine, and then Mavericks and the Heat are tied for number 10. It's just so random, you know, so random to put this yeah. – Together and the teams they put on them, like Phoenix last year, there's no way he's on this list, you know, is on this list. But this year with yeah. Chris Paul, obviously, remember how long is CP3 going to be on? Yeah, this is Chris Paul going to be there three years from now? Probably not. I really don't think so. So, and then as far as the Knicks go, right? The Knicks doing a lot of great things right now, but as far as potential, I think they're really overachieving with their roster this year. So, barring any big moves, any big signings. I don't think the Knicks are going to be a top. I, th- I guess that's the idea is for the Knicks to be on here 
is people would see New York as a destination now. That like, they like Clippers ask of last year yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they, they're a tough group. Just kind of need to that, start. That a, seems like a weird thing to speculate. Like three. So over the next three years too. Like why not five? I don't know. Like th- I don't know. It's just really random for me overall. And you know I, I do like to. Uh, pick apart all the lists that come out. And I do think some people, you know, maybe talking about this over, over the next couple of days or week or so the nets, excuse me, the nets at number one, I get that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's over, over the next few years, Katie and Kyrie, James Harden, they should be together and they yeah. should have more health, right? They sh- maybe should be a little healthier or could be. Um, so I get the nets. I don't get the Clippers at two though. I'm not a Clipper guy too. I don't think because Kawhi might not. Kawhi could not even be on the Clippers. He could opt out this year if they end up having another, you know, catastrophic playoff appearance. Kawhi could opt out and not even be a Clipper next year. I don't think that's too likely, but that's an option. So Clippers yeah, at number two. That's the thing: the NBA changes so fast. A like, trade, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's anything. Lakers at three. I get, I get Lakers top three. AD and LeBron on the same roster for the next few years. I get that. Nuggets three though. Years from now, is LeBron gonna like, gonna be playing? We have our questions on him right now, obviously. So let's yeah, like, that's the thing. Three years. I think he's extended though with the Lakers, like through 2025 or something like that. I know I know he extended another three or three or two years at least. So he's gonna be there, we know, but again, what is he gonna be? Nuggets at four. So nuggets are over the Sixers, nuggets over the I, I get the nugget thing, but it's just like I, I don't know. Nuggets at four. It's a little high for me for Nuggets at number four. Sixers at five. I kind I kind of get Philly at five. That's kind of I think Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons potential, right? I get them at five. But then Knicks at seven, Jazz at eight. Oh, you skipped my Bucks. Oh, did I skip? My bad. I did skip your Bucks. Bucks at six. I think that's even a little low for the Bucks. Yeah, I think they should be higher than the Nuggets than- even. They have yeah. they have Giannis, <laughs> you know. What I mean, yeah, I'm thinking Giannis. Like, years old. Exactly. So, I, I I made a new list of my own. Okay. Okay. My own. Let me tell you, let me tell you think. Uh, so one team also a couple of teams that didn't didn't even make the list: the Warriors, the Celtics, uh, the Atlanta Hawks, who are the are the five seed right now, up and coming. So a lot of up and coming teams or decent teams right now, not even making the top ten. Uh, so n- new list: Nets at number one. I'll put the Lakers at two just because LeBron, who we're not gonna, I'm not gonna doubt him too much. They have AD. So yeah. that's Lakers. That's solid. I guess this is like, like, even if LeBron's not there three years from now, if he plays the next two years there, right. they're probably still the top two most successful team in that time. They have Anthony Davis, who's a top 10 player as well. They could make some other moves. They've already made, you know, in comparison to the roster this year to last year, they've gotten it a lot better, obviously. So who knows if they're going to upgrade it even more going forward. So Nets, Lakers. I put the Sixers at three because of Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I don't know. They could be phenomenal. I put Sixers at three, but I'm not sold at them at number three. I put Clippers at four. Okay, Clippers at four because Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the defense, the versatility, they could win a title this year even. We, you know, we put them as our contenders this year. So what if they go out and win it this year? So I'm going to put them at number four. Uh, Bucks at five. I got the Warriors at six just because of the uncertainty of the injuries and such. So Bucks at five. Warriors at six. Nuggets at seven. Uh, Mavericks at eight. Suns at nine. Jazz at ten. 
think the Warriors are pretty high there. Warriors are going to have Clay Thompson back next year with a healthy, hopefully healthy Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins is fitting in. At, he's he's a, he's the new, I don't say the new Andre Iguodala, but yeah, he's the new Iguodala-esque role. Fourth guy on the roster can still go score you 18 and play some really solid defense for you. So he, he can score even more than an Iguodala could. Also. He's got more potential offensively also. So he's a up- upgraded Iguodala S. They have Steph Clay, Draymond. All I've been hearing is how bad Draymond Green is. But honestly, guys, if you look at his defensive stats, if you watch him play, defense he's still pretty much this i've seen him in the last three two weeks uh uh, not lock up but uh, mess with and uh uh, knock off i should say off their game nikola Jokic, a guy much bigger than him at the center position also a guy in joel Embiid. i've seen him play some really solid defense on Embiid. so all i'm saying is the flashes are still there and as far as scoring wise he's been looking for his shot the past i don't know weaker so so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bank on that going forward uh but the warriors record when he scores over 10 points so if he can keep scoring is well over the 500 mark so if draymond can simply score 10 do what he's doing on defense clay i'm hoping i i think i am a lot higher on on a clay coming back i think clay's gonna come back and and potentially not not maybe right away but at least in his second year back average 25 points per game be, I, don't, I don't think necessarily the defender he's going to be, but offensively, 25 points per game, a catch-and-shoot guy who is hard to knock off of his game. So I think I would take the Warriors over the Nuggets. I would take the Warriors over the Mavericks as of now going forward. I would take the Warriors over, I don't know if, if Chris Paul is going to be in the Suns, over the Suns. I would maybe even take the Warriors. I'm going to talk about it next week. In the first round, over the Jazz, potentially. They won the season series over the Jazz in the regular series. Or in the regular season, I'm sorry. So, I don't think I'm crazy for my Warriors at number six. I really don't think so. You could think otherwise. I don't think I'm crazy. Why yeah. Why shouldn't they be in the top ten? You know? They're not top five. Mm-hmm. They're not top five. I have them top ten. Because they need to show that they can stay healthy. Yeah, so do I don't know the I don't know the uh, I don't know the Bucks last year. They got out in the second round. I don't know if the Bucks are going to make it out of the second round. I do have Giannis, but I, I'm taking Steph over Giannis. That's just me personally. Uh, the Mavericks. What's the whole Kristaps Porzingis thing going to be? Is he going to be healthy, or is it just a solo Luca show? All I'm saying is there's there's a lot of question marks, and for the Knicks to make this list over the Warriors, I think is laughable in my eyes. The Knicks over the Warriors in three years. We're taking the Knicks and Julius Randle going forward over Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. You're crazy, man. You're crazy if you're taking that team. And I don't know if that's you. I don't want to call you crazy. Yeah, I, I think it's just I think it's gotta be with the Knicks, them assuming someone goes there. We thought Zion was gonna be. We thought KD and Kyrie were gonna go. Guys, no one's going to the Knicks. I'm maybe they will. It. I think they're no saying one's maybe going to the Knicks. Now. No one's going to the Knicks. They're not going to get too much better. I, I like them where they are now. And uh, going forward three years, I'm not taking them over the world. I'm not taking them over – who are they higher on? I'm not taking the Knicks over the Mavericks. I'm not taking the Knicks over the Suns even because of, because of Devin Booker and what they have if, if CP3 is still around over the next couple of years. All I'm saying is I don't get this list ESPN. Do better – I would, I would probably say, and uh, Warriors have got to be on the top 10. The Celtics, 
I could argue could be on there as well, but they've been so inconsistent. Uh, the Hawks, if you're that high on the Hawks, are a five seed as of now. So there's a lot of different teams you could throw in there, I think. But overall, the Nets have got to be the number one team. Next few years, Nets have got to be the team we think have, are going to be together and could be winning titles. You know, yeah, so I think, I think, I think, I think that. that's I think that's very fair. I think they should be number one on that list. Overall, overall, though, just another bad list from ESPN. A lot of people overreacting to Chris Paul. A lot of teams that could potentially win the title this year. And then guys play in tournament next week, May 18th through the 21st. Tons going on, Tanner. So much in the world of basketball going on. And just it's kind of hard to pin NFL schedule release tomorrow. Oh. Tanner bringing up some very relevant news as well. NFL guess, schedule release. Today, if you're listening to, on yeah, facts, right? So today, if you're listening on Wednesday, NFL schedule release coming out. Where where's your team ranking? Here, go ahead. Tanner. I heard a I heard a rumor. It's gonna be uh Mine versus Casey's team opening night, Cowboys box. I, I would hate, I would hate for the Super Bowl champs to go out and lose their first game of the year. I really would hate that. But Tanner, I'm looking forward to the matchup, man. If that's it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it overall. Uh, Dak is back, and that is the, the storyline for the Cowboys. I think Dak is going to be an MVP candidate next year. All the Cowboys have to do is win enough games. Dak's in that MVP conversation next year. You guys heard it right here first on Dudes Talking Sports. Overall, though, guys, I want to I want to tell everybody uh, go follow us on Twitter because uh, I ha- just recently have been calling games on the Color Cast app, broadcasting play by play live NBA games. So go follow us on Twitter to know when Tanner, when I are are potentially you know broadcasting these play by play games. Also, leave us uh, a comment or review about your favorite team. Maybe we can call one of your favorite teams going forward. So keep your eyes on the Twitter page. Go give us a follow, go uh, follow us on color cast, but overall town, like what three to two games left, I think in the NBA's regular season. So it's coming to a close. I think the yeah. season starts the 22nd. I don't know if that's yep, the, sounds that, right. I, I think that's right. So about, about the 22nd. The, uh... As of now, though, Tanner, so the playoffs start in a it's week. It's going to be a great week. We got the NFL schedule release. I get to decide how the Bucks are going to go 17-0. and 0. Oh, my we gosh. The, oh we get the, my Jay, we get the J. Cole album. That's oh, J. Cole's fat, man. That that's I've been looking forward to that. Yeah, facts. And then, then we get the play-in tournament. Play-in tournament and then NBA's first round, man. Like, we're getting – and in the first round, we're going to talk about it uh, next week. There's going to be multiple six-game series, a couple even maybe seven-game series uh, in that first round, especially out east, like the Knicks and the Hawks, and that's going to be a really good series to watch. The yeah, I'm Lakers, pumped for next week's show to dude, talk about. It's going to be so much, so much. And then uh, NBA awards, right? Who's going to be well, – we think we know who's going to be the MVP. We think who's going to be an MVP, but like sixth man of the year, defensive player of the year, most improved player, coach of the year. Um, we can either we can we can talk a little bit about the first team, second teams, and stuff like that. So, so much, guys. Make sure you guys tune in next week. Um, why wouldn't you? Obviously, but next week gonna be even more of a packed show. Tanner, next week's the playoffs. Okay, one week away. Any bucks or you know playoff predictions, anything like that before next week? Anything you want to get off your chest before we get there next week? Because again, a, a lot's gonna happen in the next week. I just want to know if Tanner said it first.
first. I didn't know if you have anything on your chest to get out before we get there. I, I don't think I have any bold takes. I don't know. I don't That's know what tough, the matchups I think the boxing is pretty bold. They're so close that I think it really depends on matchup. Yeah. You, do you think the Bucks are going to keep stay at number three, or do you think they get the number two seed? Because they're a game they, back. Yeah, I think there's a good chance they get to the two seed. They should win their next three games. I mean, they play the Pacers. Okay. Yeah, what, play, what are the next games? They play the Heat in Milwaukee. Ooh, okay, that's good though in Milwaukee. And then, then they play the Bulls. So two very winnable games. Yes, and then I'm not Brooklyn, sure who the Nets play. I don't know Brooklyn plays the Spurs, the Bulls, and the Cavs. So mm. never very mind. Probably very winnable games for them as well. But, but we do have the tiebreaker over them. Oh, you do? Yeah. Hey, that's all it takes. Get get the exact same record. You mm-hmm. win two to the next three, they get two. Or no, you would have to win three if yeah. they win two, obviously, right? So that's mm-hmm. tough, man. That's tough. So you think you get it or not? What are your what's your prediction? You think you get the two seed? No, no. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. They they get number three. Nets fall at number two. We get a nice Miami Heat, uh, Milwaukee Buck first round matchup, which I am already excited to talk about and that's a week away i'm already excited Please. To talk about that i am already excited is victor oladipo gonna be back because that i think is a huge x factor if they're 100 percent healthy which they have not been the heat I, i'm i am i have not been keeping my eye heat fans i have not been watching the oladipo you know injury trends I, I have no idea what he's looking like so if they are at full strength i do think that is another factor for you guys to keep your eye on if they if they do have a victor oladipo but if they don't i think e- either way I'm, I'm taking milwaukee in that three six matchup either way though guys a packed show so much uh that, that we talked about today and then in the next week make sure you're following the twitter page go check us out on color cast we'll be calling some nba games on friday i will be calling the nba's uh golden state warrior uh new orleans pelican game and that's a pretty big game for the warriors and the pelicans i don't know if their chances, I don't think they've been eliminated yet from the playing tournament, the Pelicans yet. So their chances are still alive and they've got to win now if they want a chance at making the postseason. So that's a big game for the Warriors, big game uh, for the Pelicans. Also big games on Sunday. I think Tanner said every Warriors are about to win. Yeah, no every team plays Sunday. Warriors about to beat Phoenix. You are kidding me, man. I'm about to get. I'm about to get ignorant. You are kidding me. Let me pull this up really quick, guys. I'm about to look at this real quick. Oh, my God. Nine seconds left. We are up by six points, y'all. This is it. What's up? Let's look at the, let's check at the uh, stats. I checked those stats out real quick. Oh, CP3, not – okay. Good good game Andrew by Chris Paul. Points. Wait, what? Andrew Wiggins has 38. It's about time, Andrew Wiggins. Best game of the season for Andrew Wiggins. 38 points and seven rebounds. Steph – Cold night, 7 of 22, 21 points. But, man, did the roster – hey, I'm telling you guys, don't sleep on this Warrior team if they play the Lakers next week. Do not – I'm not – again, I'm not saying they're going to beat them yet, but I'm about – I'm 60-40 Lakers. I'm six. – I'm even like – I'm so close to, to picking the Warriors, to, to beating them in that game. I am. I'm very close. Not there yet, but this game against Phoenix, them winning, despite a bad game from Steph Curry, does nothing – but but drive my confidence way up in this team. So guys, keep your eyes on the keep your eyes on the on the NBA's re- our end of the regular season. Keep your eyes on our Twitter page. But overall, Tanner, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. 
Sounds good. See you guys next week. Yeah, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll see you guys next week. All right, what's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner Fylde. going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.